0: So if you hit start like you just did just now, then we're actually recording at and, the
1: moment. And, and then we just start talking and we just see what happens. And then, you know, we can see how this show evolves because we have no idea.
0: We have absolutely no idea. All we know is that I named what? the podcast Dan and Chris Save the World.
1: Or was it Chris and Dan Save the World?
0: Well, I think Chris <clears> and Dan already <throat> saved the world. So this is now Dan and Chris's try at it. Oh, okay. You know, because we don't want to get them confused. I mean, it's it's two separate groups, right? You know, Chris and Dan and Dan and Chris, they're two different, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a completely
1: thing. different. There's no, no correlation different. between the two. Yes. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> How are you, my brother?
1: I'm doing okay. My brother.
0: I am glad to hear that. This is going to be fun. Um, I do want to say from the out cue of it or the, the startup of this, um, folks, listeners, friends, family, and all points in between, um, this particular podcast, may not be exactly for shall we say younger ears okay so we're gonna we're gonna throw the like the 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 rated r for language type of a situation um because i i think one of the main reasons why i wanted to do this podcast is i just wanted the reason to be able to say fuck off if i wanted to (laughs) (laughs) so you have been warned
1: are we gonna have to put the explicit on it then
0: we should put the explicit on it i don't know if that's going to be the necessary for every episode but i get i you know you know how i get when mm-hmm. when we really get involved in something that we're very passionate about yes you know you you are substantially less profane than i am um as a matter of fact i think we were in our late 30s early 40s when i finally heard you use the f bomb for the first time
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm a little more quiet about that stuff. You're yes, a little more yeah. quiet about
0: that stuff, where I am a little bit more fluent in several forms of profanity. <laughs> so,
1: and, and that's how we compliment each other. You know, we're different. You,
0: you, you do know? look very nice today, by the way, speaking yeah, I mean, of to each other. I, you
1: know, your hair looks very nice. Oh, well, you, thank you. I'm
0: thinking of actually just shaving it all off and seeing what happens.
1: Oh, yeah. no, that'd be different. <laughs> that would shock everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you get one of those, those the professional grade skull caps and put it on and just say, Hey hey that might
0: work and then grow my beard out and start looking like you know some some sort of hipster you know college professor that'd be hilarious
1: yeah. there you go yeah that would, <laughs> that would sure shock people
0: my my daughter and her boyfriend just got back and 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 josh heard me say that and he just looked at me he's like
1: what are you what <laughs> yes this is what we talk about that's right
0: you No, know, um you know i think part of this is stems from the fact that you and i uh, over the over several years of knowing each other and we'll get into the history about that in a little bit uh you and i over the years have on several occasions had meetings and dinners you know, where we'd go out to like Applebee's or, you know, what our outback or whatever or the Pink case or
1: whatever and
0: yeah. yeah. And we'd meet up with friends and whatnot. And we would have these great discussions and solve all the world's problems. And then you and I would spend, what, another hour in the parking lot talking about various, you know, things and going even further into various topics and, and coming up with even some even of more our problems. best ideas. Yes. <clears> so yeah. I think even, this... even, yeah,
1: even recently, you know, going to, you know, meeting up at, you know, by, uh, um, I, I I worked there, and we we sit in the restaurant, we talk, and then we go out to the parking lot. And that's when the real stuff happens. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> we would we would just chew the fat for a little while while we were eating, but then as soon as we got to the parking lot, that's when the actual like business meeting would begin.
1: <laughs> Unless it's like pouring rain or it's freezing cold, then well, yeah, that, that would much. be a bit of a
0: deterrent. Yes, right. It's <laughs> like okay, no, I'm getting in my car now, I'm driving away from you. Bye. <laughs>
1: yes, I am cold.
0: So so the whole premise of this particular podcast idea that I brought to you was basically. What if we started recording ourselves during those those you know parking lot meetings? And and I think one of the original ideas that we came up with was uh, for a name was 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 uh, you know Dan and Chris in the parking lot, but it didn't quite have the flow that Dan and Chris Save the World does. Right. So so here we it, are. And maybe
1: one of these times we'll actually be in a parking lot. It
0: might actually be come to pass, especially when the weather's warmer.
1: Right. Not so, right now.
0: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> I would prefer so. to stay inside. <laughs>
0: It's like, it's only, what? It's only 17 degrees outside. Heat oh. wave.
1: Yeah, jeez. Of, of course. My shorts out.
0: I, ma- I made the comment at City Hall, as I invariably do every winter, somebody yells out, oh
1: my God, it's only
0: like 11 degrees outside. And I, of course, say, yeah, but it's a dry heat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You can have your dry heat. Yeah, You can no. have your dry 11 degree heat. Dry heave. <laughs> so,
0: we're... We- People are like, okay, what else can Dan and Chris talk about that they haven't chatted about on Monkey Business on Wednesdays? Um, I, I think it's safe to say that we're going to talk about just about anything. You know, we, with Monkey Business, we try to stick to nerd topics. We try to talk about movies and comics and music and, you know, and, and uh, TV stuff and <clears throat> anything, you know, particularly geeky, you know, right. but in this case, we might end up like diving into just what it's like to be parents and uh, politics and Work stuff and health stuff, and you know, just various things. Whatever topic comes to mind,
1: we're catching right in. now. Well, yeah, which, I mean, we are geeks, so I mean, there no, are geeky true. stuff's gonna come up. So, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, yeah. and and, uh, and so, what did we want to do for this first episode?
1: I guess just, just, I guess, talk a little bit about us, talk maybe introduce uh-huh. a little bit more for people, people who aren't as familiar with us, right. Uh, maybe get a little bit more of our, 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 our length, lengthy history.
0: This might be like trivia night for some people. If they're like, we've always wanted to know more about Dan and Chris, this is going to be your yeah. opportunity. So our story started 36 years uh, ago. Yeah. I know. At Aquinas
1: Institute. At the
0: Aquinas Institute of Rochester. We were
1: institutionalized in high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess, but it's better than marginalized, I suppose. Yeah, you know,
1: that's right. You know.
0: And uh, we met as freshmen. We didn't really become friends right away.
1: No, you know, we were we, part of we're the, same the same social group. circle. Yeah, yes.
0: so we're like, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, how
1: you doing?" we um, were kind of in that odd social circle.
0: Oh, that was a very odd social circle.
1: We didn't really fit in the, the mold of the other. You know, we weren't the jocks. Yes, we weren't we weren't the brains for the most part. You know, we weren't. You know, but what are the social social circles? We like? oh, you got we're, the
0: brains, the jocks, the goths, the, the you know, the, the stoners, the the, the metalheads. You know, we didn't fit in any of that. We were kind of like the, all the leftovers. Yeah. You, know? you and, and, and the two marks and Brian I mean, they, and. They
1: were in the band. Brian was, Brian was smart. He had the, you know, he had the brain there. Yeah. You know, you know the, the all the guys in the, in the band, a lot of band people.
0: And you knew me when I was painfully shy.
1: People don't it's get that. It's hard to imagine that. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: people can't imagine that. When I tell people, like, yeah, all throughout high school, I was really quite the shy guy, and 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 it's like really it was towards the end of junior years when I finally started coming out of my shell. I had been bullied in grammar school. I bounced so around I. So was I. Of, you know, a lot of us were, and I think it's mm-hmm. right to test bullies so much. Um, yep. You know, and and I think I started coming out of my shell later in in, in junior year, uh, and then senior year was kind of like. A sign of things to come, and then when I got to college, it was all bets were off at that
1: point. Senior year <laughs> is definitely a good, it was definitely a good year. I, mm-hmm. I, I, mean, senior year, I think we were all just, I mean, what, I mean, you're seniors in the school, so then there's that part of it, and it's right. Just, you just felt like it was finally there. Mm-hmm. And, and too bad it's only one year for senior year because was really. I think I enjoyed that the most. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I could have, you know, I could have done it for two years because was, it was just, you know, it was, it was good. You know, there was, it was you know, hop at the school. It's just, and I was comfortable there. Yeah, it, it was a very it was very comfortable. Yeah, you know, and
0: and, that's, and you you and I really kind of hit it off in the summer before senior year. You and I started spending mm-hmm. a lot more time together. Uh, you had gotten your license. I hadn't. I got my license the first day of senior year, uh, but you had the rabbit, the diesel mm-hmm. rabbit, zero oh, to fifty yeah. and five point five miles. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> with Don't the back sunroof, <laughs> <laughs> the
1: sunroof and. Oh yeah, it was great. It was a great uh, car. We rolled
0: around in that. We went everywhere in that damn thing.
1: And the best part about it is, I got free gas for it too. Free fuel.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Because my parents got it delivered to the house at that point. We had a tank in the yard. Oh, I and remember we had, that. We, now. we had like, we had like three or four rabbits. <laughs> rabbits multiply. Yes, yeah. so we had a bunch of <laughs> especially Volkswagen of rabbits. <laughs> diesel ones. So we had a bunch of diesel rabbits, and so we, you know, just got the you know, the, at the time you could get it cheaper by bulk. So mm-hmm. we got it delivered to the house, and so I just could, cranking into the end of the car at the at, at home and i'm good to go for you know for a while there so it yeah. was uh it was nice that's yeah. awesome but that I, is and, so awesome and i had the car i can use the car pretty much anytime so it was good uh-huh so and i used it
0: <laughs> and and to great effect i mean we went everywhere in that damn thing we would we would tool out to did we, we took it out to the circling renaissance festival a few times didn't we
1: um, I remember we took the van out.
0: Oh, we did. T- yeah, it was the van.
1: At least one time we took the. Van. A couple of times, I just remember the van getting couldn't get up the hill one time.
0: Right, that one back it's, hill just outside of Red Creek.
1: I had to downshift and it to go down to a lower gear because it couldn't get up the hill
0: we all had to get out <laughs> <This> <laughs> we had to. there was like eight of us in the van we all walked up the hill and met you at the top this is a
1: 1984 <laughs> volkswagen van again It had an 84 horsepower engine yes it was you know seven passenger van and uh yeah it, it had trouble making it up a hill fully <laughs> <laughs> well, with seven adults uh, or however many god things. that was funny but um yeah um yeah i don't know if we i don't know if everyone took it out to the renaissance because we always wanted tried to go in groups mm-hmm. so i don't know if we took that out there mm-hmm. but we went a lot of i went a lot of places with that van that car It finally died on coming back from michigan one time yeah
0: i remember you got stuck yeah outside of london was it
1: london ontario yeah and and as i was driving back i think it was my last it was actually my last quarter i was at school wow um timing is everything and, um, yeah, and it died halfway back. And then, and then uh, I ended up getting towed to a VW dealership. Mm-hmm. And um, I called home, and my parents weren't there, but my little sister was. And I waited and waited and waited, and no one ever called me back. <laughs> oh, and no. And then, then hours later, I called again, and we never, my parents answered. They never got the message. <laughs> so here it is like at 5 o'clock at night. I'm in middle of Canada. Uh-huh. And then my dad decided he's going decide to drive out and pick in and, and get me. So <laughs> that's amazing. And so he ended up driving, driving out there. He met up with me. I ended up going to see a movie because I had nothing to do with the waste of time, the past right. time. And then I met him up at the dealer and we ended up towing the car back across Canada. One rabbit towing another rabbit. That had um, to be a sight.
0: That it really across, had to be a sight
1: going across the border. And this is you know, getting towards the middle of the night, and and I'm just in the tow towie car. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have to stay awake. I have to stay awake. I mean, I can't, I can't you know, fall asleep because I'll bang into, the, you know, I'll ram into the back of his car, and right. And then you know, because they're diesel cars at the time, they weren't a clean diesel, so that you know, there's black smoke coming out, and you know, the front of the car was black.
0: Um, See, this is why I have AAA+. plus, <laughs> right? Because the towing is just that attractive at this point. After after having flat-towed a car a couple of times in my younger years, I will never, ever, ever flat-tow a car ever again.
1: I I have have AAA. I've had AAA for a long time since then. Yeah, since having Mm -hmm. those cars. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, yeah, so that was, that was a, a fun, fun, day. the end of the rabbit, it blew, it blew a cylinder or two, so that was its, its <laughs> Or two, he says! <laughs> <laughs> I was driving along, and suddenly there was this big bang, and there was a big, big, huge cloud of smoke behind me, and I lost power, and finally it just, it lost all power, and then, yeah, that was this, and I used what the cash I had left to get towed to the VW dealer, you know, and, uh yeah, that was a, that was poor, that poor rabbit, It was, but that, but yeah, I mean, I remember in homecoming using that um, car in homecoming. Really? Yeah, I the homecoming parade.
0: Oh wow! I don't and even. You remember, was, you know what? Was, oh my god!
1: I, I have was, a, Brian. Brian was standing up on the sunroof during it. I, was, oh my god! I
0: have not thought about that that in so
1: long. And I also with that car, I remember because I used to because Derek lived by me. Derek uh-huh. Mika, Yeah, yeah. And he and we would and he'd always want to stand up on the in the sunroof when when I'm driving. <laughs> Middle of the winter, he will crank open the sunroof. He stand up with his head out the sunroof. Well,
0: <laughs> we all did at one point or another.
1: Oh, Derek! There I miss Derek. Um, I do. He, he's he's a bus driver, a bus driver for driver. RTS these days.
0: I keep him yep. on Facebook. Yeah, it, it's so funny to to watch him in action. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a so, good he guy. Play.
1: He was a good guy. He was. He, was, he still uh, is. Yeah. He's a good guy. I
0: feel, I feel bad for me. He, he had a rough patch there for a little bit when his when his mm. wife passed away, his first wife. And now he's been re, he's successfully he's remarried. He seems happier than than any anything before. So that's good for him. That's good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. That's for that's him good. But I just I just remember the drive homes drives home with him mm-hmm. with his, sticking his head out the sunroof <laughs> going down. These, and he wanted to hold the steering wheel too. He didn't want to drive. He wanted to hold the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh i forgot about that oh geez <laughs>
0: that's freaking hilarious
1: my poor little rabbit there and of, and of course you can't forget the warp drive button
0: oh no oh no that was the best where did you <laughs> find those at spencers
1: i don't know something like that yeah the there was a couple of these little
0: goofy ass little buttons and they there were nothing but they were labeled and you'd push them and they and would they, make a clicking noise and click, that click, was it they click they would click and that's that and, and and we would be like just so excited about that and then it was not Na- nadia reynolds <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, wasn't our, it? Our, our yeah, dear I, friend I, Nadia. On a drive home, we drove. I drove her. I think we must have been driving her home somewhere. Yes. Um, and she was in the car, and and we tried to we convinced her that the button did did something. Uh huh. So. <laughs> No, no.
0: You you, no, you eased up the... on the accelerator. You eased up on the accelerator, yep. and then at the last second, just just as you're about, because this this car had no power whatsoever. It was a little mm-hmm. it was a little putt about. It wasn't like a race car or anything. But then you tap the word drive button. You hit the accelerator as hard as you can, and then the both of us had to physically sell it by <laughs> leaning back into the car and going.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> then we sold it by the you know the car, the car doesn't have a lot of acceleration to begin with. So my dad wired up this button to give us a little extra boost when we need it.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: oh, my
0: God, that was the best.
1: Oh, that, poor, that car, right? had a lot of fun in that car.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, we did. We sure did.
1: <sighs> that was so fun. That was, yeah, so Aquinas. We met in Aquinas. Yes, we
0: did. And we are a class of 1988. 1988. Oh. I know. 80, yeah. Isn't that amazing?
1: It is pretty amazing.
0: It feels like it was just... You know, not that long ago, but then it also feels like it was a long time ago at the same time.
1: It does. I mean, age is a weird thing because, you know, when we were that age, we would now, this, the, the age we are now, I thought that was like a huge number. Mm-hmm. You know, things would be so much different when we get there. Well, you know, the whole life would be different, perspective of life. You know, these people, you know, these are gray haired people at 50 years old when we, were, when we were 18. Yeah. You know, and so, and, I don't feel that way.
0: (laughs) No, I really don't. I mean, you've been going through some shit for the past few months, but you Mm -hmm. still, you're you're a marathon man. Yeah. Can I ask you about that? How the hell did you get into marathon run? I don't think I've ever asked you that.
1: You've run a ton of marathons,
0: and I have no idea how you managed to figure that out, that you wanted to do that.
1: So, I started running... I would run off, off and on a little bit here and there. There's a little little runs around the block or something like that for mm-hmm. for a while. And I'll get into why another time, but the whole marathon thing, I got this I got this little flyer in the mail one time and the the subject of the flyer was raise money for a charity. We'll teach you to, how to run a marathon and you can run the marathon at Disney World.
0: And you have always been a Disney fan, so you've always whole, been a huge Disney fan. So
1: it was the whole Disney aspect of it that got me into it. The mm-hmm. fact that yeah, you know, they could teach me to run a marathon at Disney World like right, an excuse to go to Disney. I, I needed an excuse. This was back in two thousand four. Okay, because the marathon was in two thousand five. So mm-hmm. Marathons are always in January. So this was in two thousand four. So this was with the American Stroke Association at the time. They were the the charity group. So you know, you raise money for a charity group. You get guaranteed admission. You know, you're, you raise X amount of dollars. It covers your trip down there, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, so and you know, and and you know, got this got to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is one of the nice ones down there. Okay. Um, but you know, like, yeah, but I had never seriously run before. Uh-huh. Far as, like real distance, you know. More than a couple of miles. Of I mean, thing, you've so. you've
0: been a you were an avid biker. You know, you you yeah. would, you were a cyclist. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I on our bicycles, we'd go everywhere for a, a long. Especially when we were living together for a little while, oh, we'd yeah, go on I those thirty those. mile freaking power rides.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those
0: were fun. I miss those definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I got the same bike still. <laughs> My poor bike. But um, yeah, yeah. So it, it that's what got me started. So I I, I trained and. You know, the fact that I never was a runner, it, it, I probably should not have tried to do the full marathon, never having run before, because although I did finish it, I finished mm-hmm. it in five and a half hours, which was, and I ended up walking for the last, you know, five, 10 miles or something like that, because mm-hmm. that was, it hurt so much, I imagine. <laughs> but you know, it's so, and the funny thing was, um. So at, you know, af- after the marathon, the marathon's first thing in the morning, if you don't know about Disney marathon, the, yeah. the very first thing in the morning starts at, at the time they started at about six, like they start early, even earlier now, 6 a.m. So at night they had a, the stroke Association put on a, a, a dinner for all the participants. And you could tell the difference between the people who did the full marathon Versus the people who did the half marathon, because <laughs> the people who did the half marathon, they're walking, they're fine. People who did the full marathon, we looked like old people because we could, <laughs> none of us around. could walk. We could not walk. You know, getting you know, getting get the, the bus transportation one step at a time. And like oh, oh, it was so. I when I crossed that finish line for the full marathon, I said I am never running again because it hurts so much.
0: Yeah, and how many marathons have you done now total?
1: Oh my gosh! What twenty one or something like that? Or uh-huh. um, yeah. But I mean, it it was it was bad. But yeah, and but um, yeah. I mean, a few. I took a few months off after that, and once I started, once I recovered from it, I'm like eh, let me try it again. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just started running again, and haven't stopped running since. So,
0: now how is your your cancer? Um treatments affecting your running because i know you've got the the bag now and all that stuff
1: i I haven't gotten the okay to try running yet so i'm not sure how that's going to work with the bag and how it's going to feel i know there are people who do run with it Mm -hmm. you know so
0: like like strapped down or something along those
1: lines yeah this just i gotta look into what kind of like supportive stuff to hold the bag in place and um so it doesn't you know of course you don't have to bounce around and things like that Mm -hmm. um so if if you're not for everyone who's just jumping into this, you know, so I I was diagnosed with rectal cancer last year. Right. This pet pa- this past a couple weeks ago from here. Mm-hmm. Um I just went through a surgery. So I already went through chemo and radiation before before that. So I went through surgery to um remove the rest of the cancer, which included removing my rectum and part of my colon. Oof. Um, and then they basically they're trying they reattached they, they stretch the the rest of the colon out and they reattach it to what's left of you know where your sphincter your sphincter is your your mm-hmm. anus there, um, and so that's going through a healing process right now. There's, and that's hopefully uh, it won't be the same because the rectum is where your 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 stuff is stored there before it yeah. comes out. Um, so I don't have that storage area anymore. But hopefully it's going to be reattached and hopefully I'll be able to use that channel. Um, in the future, but right. until then, what they did is they—I got what's called an ileostomy, which means they take a your your small intestine. Almost sounds like and, a Russian
0: figure skater. Skater, yeah. I mean,
1: ileostomy. <laughs> ile- ileostomy. Now skating for the gold enough. medal. Ileostomy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so, so
0: in trouble for saying that. No, I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, my small intestine is sticking out of my stomach. Oh my god piece okay. of my spawn test and stick it out of my stomach because a little red knob there it looks like a real weird giant nipple in the lower part of my stomach oh boy um that continuously poos um so <laughs> you never realize
0: difference... you just you just figure it's like you know a little bit at a time but no it's just constant it's a constant flow and then it builds up builds up and then that's it you have to go you know have your have... this is a really shitty conversation
1: it is it's but you t- know so <laughs> So you you know hey your body what you got your your large and your small intestine and then your large intestine your small uh-huh. intestine is first that's like a seventeen foot long piece of stuff inside you mm-hmm. um, and that's where a lot of your digestion digesting goes through and then it goes into your large intestine that's where a lot of the liquid comes out gotcha so that, that's what more solidifies you know your your crap there um, so what I'm getting it out is before it you know well, it's still a lot more liquid than normal so that's okay. why I have to empty this thing and use like four or five times or more a day. Mm-hmm. um, and I'll do it more if it's just because it's annoying, but um you know so it's more liquidy there so and hopefully this is only temporary that's why if it's more permanent, I think they usually do it more at the at the end of the large intestine mm-hmm. if it's more of a permanent thing it would be but since that's where they you know they were doing the oper- the surgery there they didn't want it, they couldn't do it there, so they did it up at the end of the small intestine, so that's for the ileostomy versus a colostomy
0: okay all right yeah of, you know i always wonder the what colon, the terms were all
1: about and yeah, end of the colon it's a colostomy end of mm-hmm. the small intestine it's an ileostomy i don't know why yeah, whatever, but I, yeah so if it's if it was attached if i had a permanent one it'd probably it'd be a probably a colostomy so it'd be more of you empty it once or twice a day because it's more of the normal consistency of your your crap there your poo um but so this bag it's larger than i thought it was going to be because i didn't know the size of a, this bag beforehand but you know it's hanging off my stomach it, it's mm-hmm. basically stuck to my stomach um and hanging off there and i emptied it a few times a day I empty a few times a day uh, but uh, yeah to run i'd have to support it i have to have it yeah. not bounce around because that's a, a runner's b- biggest thing is friction so right i have to figure out how to do that and um what the right way is for that and everything and um, as soon as I get the okay from the doctor, they're probably like within a month or after a month after surgery, I could try running again. Okay. Um, but because I'm in, because I am going to get chemo after this for another four months. What's that? And I, I heard that the voice there. If I'm going to <laughs> yeah. chemo, I can't get it. I, I'll be stuck with a celiostomy until at least I'm done with chemo. So I have to learn how to do with it. So
0: yeah, I apologize for that little outburst there, I was clicking on a couple of links because I'm I, I'm working on our link tree as you and I are chatting, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to the only place I know where link tree is actually active at the moment is my TikTok. So <laughs> I, I cracked open TikTok. I didn't think you were going to hear that really because it's like in my head. <laughs> oh. Did they broadcast through?
1: Just a little bit. I just heard a little bit, so it wasn't that loud, but I heard enough. Hey. Like, what is that? Is that somebody over there or what?
0: No, <laughs> my my dog is here and she is. She is trying to hand me a toy because apparently it's time to play. Of course. I have Juno the Wonder Dog. This is my Juno. fourth dog.
1: Okay.
0: My very first was an Irish setter named Chipper. She was when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then right up to... soft. I was in my freshman year at AQ when when she had to be put down. Okay. And then come junior year is when you met, you know, Winston the, Winston. <laughs> the, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, All right. So you're, you're a month away. You're doing the, the chemo thing again. They're going to tell you what's, what's what and how things are going. Mm -hmm. Right. And and... I start that
1: on the end of this month. It started on the 25th of this month. And then it goes for about four months.
0: And then you're going to tell me, and I'm going to panic because that's what I do. You know, we've yeah. talked about it during Monkey Business. It's funny, it's funny to me. People look at the two of us and they watch the two of us interact and they listen to us and they watch me kind of goofing around and 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 you know, being the, you know, the the kind of the lead as it were. But it's so funny to see how our personalities they they intertwine and intermesh and you know, support each other. And and you you really are monumentally braver than I am <laughs> when it comes right down to it. I, I'm really old. I'll talk about a lot of things
1: in some respects. Yeah, in some respects,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: There, there, we we definitely have our, our our strengths and our weaknesses, and and we we do complement each other in in that respect. As far as you know, there's stuff that I'm weak on, you're stronger on, and vice versa.
0: And vice versa, yeah. We, we, I forgot who who was the first person to say it, but I do remember I, I did not come up with this. But you know, slam Chris and and Dan together, and you have a complete person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be an interesting person, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: that would be a really interesting person. And still, between the two of us, not a single single iota of dancing ability.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not so much, no. But we have fun. But I but think, we used to go to dance clubs every week. Remember? Yes,
0: we did. My God, do you remember when we used to do that?
1: Yeah. We'd, we'd go club. To to the, the two Harbor of us, Harbor Beach Club, Harbor, Beach, Harbor club.
0: Beach Club, down at the down at it's
1: And we'd get there early, uh-huh. the bar, and the We'd go we'd go to the, the the bartender saw us coming. He get our drinks ready, Amaro sours. That's that's what and it was about just, being a regular man. We just we were regulars. Regulars there for a while. We just had to walk up to the bar and you get our drinks. And we, we were on the dance floor. Not that we were good, but we were there. <laughs> we were good,
0: but we were there.
1: <laughs> we we're have fun. I mean, it's just being out there and just being in the music and. And we went the, let me see heaven and remember heaven and the and the bungee the um the the, the, the velcro the, the, the velcro, velcro wall. wall the velcro yes. wall. The, 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 by the time velcro we used well. it the
0: velcro was so worn out that I just bounced right off the wall and broke yeah my nose.
1: it not wasn't, wasn't much dipping it wasn't as much fun as it no
0: for. it wasn't as fun as as David Letterman made it look like back when back yeah. in the day yeah the velcro was well used did we do any
1: other clubs other than heaven and, and um, HBC I don't remember Harbor Beach Club is the main one we went to but... yeah we went there a lot. There was probably a couple other ones we went to, but I don't um, I forget what else was around at the time. But yeah, I think yeah, I don't remember what else, but yeah, we did, did that for a while. We did that for a little while. It wasn't a long period of time, but we did that for some some point.
0: So let's see after Aquinas, I went to Fisher for for a little for a couple of years and you went off to GMI.
1: GMI in Flint, Michigan. Why am I a GMI? GMI. Where the hell is Flint? Flint, where, where orientation consists of them telling us not to go outside alone at night, only go out in only go out in large groups. That's do a not, sign.
0: <laughs> do
1: not carry weapons because if they see weapons, they think it's a they'll take it as a challenge. Yes. Won't deter them. It would be a challenge. So that was a GMI consisted of three buildings. It was nice. It was a small college.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a three. Yeah, I
0: remember when we, when uh, Jason, Brian, and I came up for your twenty-first birthday, mm-hmm. uh, you gave us the tour of the the building and uh, the buildings there in the campus, and that, it lasted all of what 10, 15 <laughs> minutes, and then we went, we then we went off somewhere else to back to your frat house or something. I don't
1: remember. Did, I, it did it I take you through the tunnel? Yes, I do <laughs> remember go, the tunnel, the tunnel connecting a campus center and the academic building. But yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was an interesting time. You know, I, I.
0: Do you feel I, like I, you, anything that you learned while you were at GMI in terms of academics carried over to your eventual career?
1: No, because I went there for electrical engineering. Okay. And I ended up with computer science. So I didn't, I didn't finish GMI. GMI mm-hmm. was a, was a, was a co-op school. It was a five-year yeah. engineering school. Yeah. Um. At the time. I think it's still. I think they still are doing that, do that for the most part. It's now called Kettering University, but at the time. Oh, was, is that what it is? Yes.
0: Okay. I've heard of Kettering. So that's, yeah, that's it's now, GMI.
1: It's, yeah. It, um. Soon after some, sometime after I left, they renamed it to Kettering University. Okay. I don't know where they get university out of it, but, um, <laughs> but at the time they, you know, at the time there was either, you were either in engineering or management at the time. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's a bunch of engineering degrees and then management. Those are the only options. So there was a five to one male, female ratio um a lot of fraternities a few sororities um the only social life was greek life pretty much yeah um so i ended up joining a fraternity which you know you would never see me as a thought of me as a frat boy when you told me that
0: you had joined a fraternity i it <laughs> blew my mind it really did i'm like well, you know why on earth would you have done something like that to yourself why why what <laughs> what the heck were you thinking and and then of course i you know when it came out i met your frat brothers and they were hilarious yep they were amazing then, what, a, what a fun group of guys they were And
1: it wasn't it wasn't a typical you know animal house type of fraternity or anything like right. that we weren't a party house we weren't it was a bunch of guys that that i just got i got along with and had fun with so yeah. I and mean, it was I, I you know there's a couple of them i still keep in contact with some of them i wish i did mm-hmm. um unless i lost contact but I don't, I don't know how to get contact with them but um but yeah i mean for the most part i mean I had that's they kept me to the school at the school for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, I liked hanging out with the, my, my frat brothers, and and you know, it was we had a, we, we lived we were in Flushing, Michigan, mm-hmm. so we're just on the border across from Flint, and we had a nice house. Um, and yeah, it was just it was yeah, I never thought I would join a fraternity when I went to college.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was lucky in the regard that Fisher didn't have Greek life, Greek life was never allowed on campus, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to deal with any of that. Um, I think you know you and I parallel each other so often i mean you you went to g m i for like was two or three years
1: three little i i, I ended up uh uh in ninety spring of ninety two i think is when i stopped okay yeah because you know for my twenty first birthday you guys came up mm-hmm. and i was um i think that was my last it might have been my last term up there, okay. Might have, might have been might have been the the, the the straw that broke the camel's back that one that and then I had one more work block and then i i stopped i think cause it was a thing to do that i stopped
0: yeah and i didn't so, i didn't finish at fisher yeah you know so the two of us we both we, neither of us completed our, our courses at our at our first college of choice mm-hmm. um and then from from fisher i went part-time to ncc just to clean up my my transcript because I failed out of Fisher. Oh my God, Mm. it was horrible. I just was, I was not ready. I was not ready, you know, and, and um, there was too many distractions and I let, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, Fisher was learning about what it meant to be a student, not in an academic sense, but in a social sense, what to do and what not to do. And, and I learned a lot about life in terms of, you know, relationships and, and who I met and who to trust and who not to trust and fun things Mm -hmm. like that. And I use fun with quotation marks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then MCC was like, when I finally started knuckling down and going, okay, I need to get myself straightened out. And then from, it it took me just a year at MCC to get my associates out of the way. Mm -hmm. And then I went off to SUNY Brockport and so did you.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I finished up. Uh, I said GMI, I think ninety end ninety one at my last semester, my last quarter there because it was a quarter system. Um, I did a work block at Xerox, and I ended up moving in with. That's when I moved in with Jason.
0: Right over on Birch Street.
1: And the problem was, I had no idea what I was doing in my future at that point. Yes. So I I, I jumped the gun on moving in with Jason, um, mm-hmm. and I I kind of I don't regret moving in with him, but I regret moving in with him at that time because it was I was not. I didn't know where my future was going. So I ended up, you know, once my work block at Xerox ended, because I was working, like, co-oping. And so the way GMI worked, I would 12 weeks at Xerox was my a corporate sponsor and then 12 weeks at GMI. So it was like, off and on like that for, so I had my, finished up my last work block with Xerox. Um, and then I was like, what am I doing? I have no job. I have nothing. Um, so eventually, you know, I looked around and tried to find out. Know, I ended up working at, I ended up getting two jobs. I ended up working at Tops and Darien Lake. Right. Starting in summer in of 92.
0: Office management and stuff like that. So, you're, well,
1: I started I started at the bottom. I was a cashier at Tops. Oh, okay. And then I was a I was an arcade attendant at Darien Lake. So, Darien Lake. Oh,
0: that's right. I so, do remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So my first year, my first year there, I was I think first two years, I think. I worked in the arcade department. So, it was, you know, Darien Lake was, you know, I was outside Get to hang out at an amusement park. You, just, you know, all I had to do was hand out quarter. You no, know, it was a very low stress job. Tops, you know, I, tops. I worked with the Burks. Mm-hmm. I, I love, you know. So I worked at, you know, the the Winton Road store at the time, and you, know, the, you know, and I, all the Burks were there pretty much. And I I loved them. And it was, it's a fun. Tops, family, it was, they, they really it felt, are. Everyone, everyone at this store was was great. Pretty much. I mean, I loved almost everyone at that store. You know, it, was just, it was a small, it was a small top store. I don't know if it's still there. Is it? it might be gone. I don't know. Um, but it's a small store, and every, everyone there, you know, and I, I know some of them still to, you know, besides the, just the Brooks. I know some of them to this day still. But it was just a, it, was a, it was a family. We go out to the bar every week, a bunch of us, and you know, it was, you know, so I, it was it was nice. And then finally decided, all right, I need to start going back to school. So I went went to part time back at Rockport. Went to Brockport, and I, you know, so luckily, most of my credits, were, I I could transfer over the maximum number of credits to Brockport. Oh, that's good. So that was that was a plus for that. But still, going part time to finish up a degree, um, yeah, that was it. was taking a while. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, I got to the point, you know, so I got to the point towards the end where I said, okay, I need to drop down because. I started off at Tops as a cashier, then I moved up to the service desk, and eventually I, I got um, assistant office manager in the Webster store. So I became a full-time in, in the Webster store eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time at Darien Lake, I stayed there, and I moved back into the um, the cash office at Darien Lake. And so uh, it ended up being like a B shift, and you know we'd go around collect the money from you know the games and the food stands, and mm-hmm. we'd stay to and collect the money at the end of the night, and we'd stay there until the park after the park was closed, till everything was done. So you know, we counted all the money at the end of the night, there was like five of us usually in this room. We're locked in right outside the security security uh guards there, and we'd get all the park money and we would count it all and make sure we balance at the end of the night until we were done. So. Early morning at Tops, late night at Darien Lake. That was my my summers.
0: Yeah. You didn't um, burn yourself out. No, no. No. I don't
1: know. I don't know how I survived it because I was working at 80 hours a week sometimes mm-hmm. between both of the jobs. And, and Tops and Darien Lake in the city are not next to each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. No.
1: <laughs> and they then really driving are. home, driving home at midnight after working, you know. Two two full time days. And I had, to, had areas where I, I I can stop here for an hour and just close my eyes because I needed just a, you know it's a forty five minute drive but I needed to stop halfway just to close my eyes because I was so tired.
0: <laughs> and you kept that pace up for a while too.
1: I did it for a couple a few summers. Yeah, and the the, the last one was the summer of ninety six. Okay. Because that because that last year I, I had gone so I. So eventually, I, I I left. I moved up the full office manager at Tops, and I had a disagreement with the store manager. I ended up leaving the store uh-huh. during the, during the summer. I think summer before, two summers before, summer before. I don't know which one of the summers before. And then I ended up working at Xerox again, but in a different capacity. I was in the call center. So the nice thing about so the neat thing about this this whole weird transition from GMI to these these other jobs and everything is that. I worked in customer service. Yes, you did. I, I was I was not a pretty people person, <laughs> which was a very interesting. I mean, next. it's not it's not that I was bad with people; it's just I yeah. didn't know how to interact with people. Mm-hmm. So I see this part of my life as a very valuable part, as far as you know, working in a retail environment, working you know, learning to work you know the. To work with deal with customers deal with other employees i'd never been in this type of environment before my that's my first i mean i worked at before that i worked at you know a co-op in xerox so i'm working you know in a business yeah. environment but it's you know, i was mostly left to myself a lot of the time so it wasn't a lot of interacting mm-hmm. so when you're a cashier you're going to interact with people you know you know you talk to your customers and you know talk to other employees work at the service desk you know we're interacting with people you're working there and make you're interacting with people so it was that was the time where i really learned now I really appreciated just working, being patient with people, and just and listening to people and working with them.
0: So that's the secret to why we've been friends for so long, because you learned patience. <laughs>
1: I see how it works. <laughs> see, talk, talk to the, let our friendship continue.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because without that patience, I can't. I can't imagine you would have kicked my ass to the curb a long <laughs> fucking time ago.
1: <laughs> oh boy! But yeah, but but it was. I mean, I I I look back at that time in my life, and I it it was <clears throat> it was a lot of good and bad to it. Because again, just mm-hmm. learning to just working with all these other people and working and and you know. I want to say working in a a female rich environment was it was different Mm -hmm. um because you know gmi you know male five to one male females um aquinas i I was too shy to talk to girls for the most part a few of them that i did but you know and so it was you know mostly a male you know i working working and associating with with you know, the, the opposite sex kind of was, was a big thing, just, but people in general, in general, just, I mean, just, it was just a big experience, you know, working with, in a department, you know, when I became an office manager at Thompson Webster, I was the only guy in my department. Oh boy. You know, so I was managing all these, you know, these women, except for, except for cart kids. There's a couple of cart boys that, that mm-hmm. cart kids that I got that um, I didn't interact with too much, but they were in, under me technically, mm-hmm. but you no, know, but most of my main workers were women, Mm-hmm. So it was weird for me you know, to be A, a in a manager position and B, you know, just working with women so much. So it was, but it was, just, it was, I, I learned so much during those times, just, just the, the people aspect of things.
0: We picked up a lot of life experience when we weren't planning on it, you and I. right? Mm-hmm. What, what's your regret? <sighs> I know mine. I, I I've, I've kind of come to grips with it over. The past couple of years, especially, but. um...
1: Well, the thing with GMI was that I wasn't sure until the last minute that I was going. Mm -hmm. So if I remember that
0: consternation, you were, you were, you were actually registered at MCC. You were ready to go, if I remember correctly. Right, because,
1: because part of the admission at GMI at the time was, was having a corporate sponsor. And because I was electrical, I was going for an electrical engineering degree at the time. Mm -hmm. There weren't a lot of companies that wanted a double E. Per, you know, co-op student, so I interviewed with all the big companies. You know, GM and Kodak were all big at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And and I interviewed with all of them, and none of them wanted a double E person. Um, so it wasn't until the so I was all registered at MCC. I had my books and everything, mm-hmm. all ready to start classes. And pretty much the week before classes, um, I got a call from Xerox, and they brought me in, and then they offered me uh, offered me a position, offered me a co-op. Okay. And so so basically, the week before school, I unenrolled for MCC. Ended up going to GMI, and I'd want to say academically, things might have been better if I went to MCC to start with, mm-hmm. because I might have just dis- I might have decided d- discovered earlier on that electrical engineering is not the right degree for me. You know, right. Computer computer science was. You know, I ended up with, through Brockport with computer science. That was the right degree for me. I, mm-hmm. I loved it, and I, that's what I do today still. Mm-hmm. But I might have. I might have. Learned earlier on and, you know, and, you know, and graduated, you know, five years earlier, you know, going the MCC path. Um, but on the flip side, I, I learned so much going the path they did. Right. You know, but, the, you, know
0: the, the, you can't, you can't discount the life lessons.
1: Right. I mean, this is, this is what life we lived. So this, this is the life, this is what happened. Right. And I know what I've learned and. You know, as I, I've looked back through my life, I know there's a lot of stuff that might have been easier if I didn't do this path, but I, 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 yeah, I mean,
0: well, this is the argument I've had with my mother recently. My mother is the ultimate academic, you -hmm. know, my, her father, my grandfather was the first of, of his family to have gone to college and he was the youngest of all of his siblings. So he drummed in education into both my, my mom and my uncle and they both went to they they did their high school their four years of high school their four years of college my mom went on to masters my uncle did masters work as well my my then my my uncle went on to this amazing career at RIT in their athletics department that is only just now 47 years later starting to wrap up he's retiring this spring he, he finally announced wow. it um, spring summer and my mother she she did her masters work you know so she went high school College, master's, student teaching, teaching, and and then she taught for 37 years, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was bang, 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 bang. Me, I took a circuitous (laughs) route, you know, I Mm -hmm. went to Fisher, I failed out, you know, I quit and then failed at the same time Was basically I'd had enough. Um, I I took a, a year off part time. I went to Brockport for classes just to basically my, it was my, my, my mom's compromise with me was, I'm not going to let you quit. Go just, your, I take a class, just find something you like doing. Just remind yourself that you actually know what to do and how to be a student. And she was right. And and after I took a couple of, of theater classes at Brockport, I was getting A's. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not an idiot after all. I know what I'm doing. Went to MCC, got the associate's degree, went back to Brockport full-time, two years, done. Got my bachelor's mm-hmm. degree. My regret comes from... I'll get to that in a minute, actually. Let me finish my thought. I'm thinking, I'm like, I brought it up for a reason, you know, (laughs) but my, and and my kids are very, my son had a rough time in school early on because his, because of his stubborn streak, he had teachers that just labeled him as that kid. And they treated him like that kid instead of finding methodologies and ways to work with him. And, and they weren't listening to Erica and I, my ex-wife, um, they weren't listening to us, and we were trying to tell them this is how to get through to him. They just wrote him off. And so that, he had a constant set. He had these things happening to him. There was this pattern of stuff. And he finally got to a good high school. He was at U Prep for a while, and they treated him like a god. Even And they never pushed him. They coddled him. And then he finally gets to Arcadia, because my ex moved to, to Greece. She he, She was in range of Arcadia. He went to Arcadia. Okay, great. And then pandemic hit. This poor kid has never had a normal schooling experience. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't want anything to do with college right now. He wants to get a job when he's done with high school. He wants to get a job, go to work and just start figuring things out from there. And he tells me, he goes, dad, college is probably in my future. I just don't know what to do with it. And I don't want to rush it. I don't want to risk it. I'm like, that's fine. I took from my life experience and said, you know what? Life experience is important. It's almost Mm -hmm. more important than school experience. You know, and, and so I'm like both my kids, cause Jules dropped out of college after, uh, her freshman year by virtue of the, cause of the pandemic, the remote learning was just killing her. She hated it. She goes, I, and, and just recently she told me, she goes, she's itching to get back into a classroom. She, but she wants to be in person. She wants to be there in the room until that happens. She wants no part of it. Okay. I respect right. that. But my mom is like, you got to get them back into school. They've got to be in school. Your, your, your son needs to be going to college. No, no, they really eventually don't. Eventually, maybe. Yeah, when, no, when eventually. They got to do it at their pace. I, I I, asked her, I said, Mom, I wonder what I would have been like if you had given me the opportunity to take a year off after high school. And what was that for? Oh, my God, I got yelled at mm-hmm. for that one. doesn't matter that I'm 50 years old now.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, it doesn't matter with your mom, no. <laughs> you know, no, it doesn't
0: matter <laughs> with my mom at all. My mom will always treat me like a 16-year-old baby boy. And that's the thing. I'm an only child. You're one of four. I'm one of one. <laughs> you know so right.
1: I have a little di- more more delusion the di- uh, diffusion of uh yeah
0: yeah, but I you know and it leads me to the regret you know i I had been working a summer job for the city parks department. I had a great mentor, this man jim Jim Farr, who I will always credit as probably the one of the greatest adult individuals I'd ever had experience with. he was he was my supervisor, he was my director. He was the guy who I answered to for basically four or five summers in a row, uh, and he was always very easygoing, very wise. He was good at giving me advice, and and when I got my diploma in 1995, I should have immediately gone back to Jim and said, "What do you got for me?" You know, <laughs> because my my destiny was I, I work for the city of Rochester now, and I've done so for almost you know, I'm a week shy of eleven years at this point. Um, I could have been a week shy from what twenty-six years at this point. You know, <laughs> <It's> crazy, <yeah. laughs> and counting down to retirement instead of slugging away halfway through my career at this point. You know, I should have. I didn't. I, I got lazy. I I had gone through a seven year marathon. My parents were like, no problem. Keep a part time job work, you know, do whatever you want to do for the summer. Just relax. And then we'll, you know, figure it out in the fall. And then somebody came to me and said, Hey, we have a job customer service with the cable company, free cable and a decent pay. I'm like, okay. Ooh. And then I got stuck in entry level customer service hell for 15 years. Mm -hmm. You know, as I went from contract to contract, company to company bouncing along that sucked, but. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's. I I wish I would have known more out of. I didn't know what to do out of Aquinas, and for some reason I got brainwashed into thinking that I need to go for this electrical engineering degree. I don't know. I don't know why it was that degree. Well, wasn't your? Didn't your dad have kind of a hand in that? Wasn't he what? Yeah. I, he was a mechanical engineer. He was a mechanical engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, I I I knew that I wanted to be. <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted to be in computers. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I equated electrical engineering and computers. Okay. You know, well, computers run on electricity, right? And I was a, you know, I was a, I I was kind of naive back then. I was, I was, in a lot of ways, I was, you know, ignorant of the world around me and, and, and graduated from Aquinas. I didn't know a lot about what was going on in the world. I was, I think I led a, led a secluded life there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got the GMI and, you know, the first couple of years, you know, okay, these courses aren't bad. But then once we started getting into the heavy duty electrical engineering courses, I'm like, uh no, <laughs> this is not this is not what I what what I needed. This is not Something what I was... has
0: gone wrong.
1: <laughs> right when I went yeah. to, when I ended up at Brockport later and taking computer science courses, all oh, those were I, I those were those were it. I mean those, those mm-hmm. were, that's that's where I that was to a sweet
0: be. spot. You were having fun there, but, but and you graduated no, it was, it was, I think the year after I did, if I remember correctly, two right? years, 97. 97, 97. Okay, right. so I was ninety five. You were ninety seven. Yeah, all
1: right. You know, so it's it was it was a long you know. Long college program there, but look at
0: it this way: we're both alumni of two different schools. (laughs) We're fellow alumni from Aquinas and fellow alumni at Brockport. That's right. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) All the misadventures.
0: Um, Shall we talk about the time you tried to teach me how to ski?
1: Uh, Maybe we have to say that for the next one because we don't want to. I don't like. We don't want to get too long in this one here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're up over fifty minutes. As a matter of fact, about ten minutes ago, I got I, I got a text from Tanya saying, How you guys doing? I said, Oh yeah, we've been recording. She goes, Should I be scared? I went, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: we'll say that for the next one. We got yeah. we got plenty to go here. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um so so okay. So we I mean, met when we were 14. We yeah, met when we were fourteen. became friends pretty much when we were 16, 17, and we've been joined at the hip since then, pretty much. <laughs> pretty
1: much, yeah. yeah we got, Wherever you a point find we live, one, you find the other. We lived together for a while. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about this stuff later. Cause yeah, yeah. Do
0: we'll a little history, and then um, I do want to. I, I want to spend time talking about parenting because mm-hmm. that's a thing. Then I'm, I'm sure we'll be making parenting references throughout. My mm-hmm. kids are are eighteen and nineteen. Yours are seven and eleven. Eight, eight and eleven. Eight
1: and eleven. Eight and 11.
0: Yeah. Eight and eleven. Josh is eight now. Wow. Yep, you'll be nine you soon. Know. Yep. So we don't we we <laughs> have quote unquote different generations between us, but you yes. know they're just different ends of the same generation, I suppose. That's right. Yep. Um.
1: There's, there's a lot we can talk about. We don't we don't know what this is going to take us. No, we're we start really talking don't. Each time, and we're going to see where it goes. And
0: yeah.
1: If you have questions for us, let us know. Maybe we'll talk about them. Honestly,
0: I mean, this is this is going to be an opportunity that that the folks who listen to us on a regular basis, um, you're going to see different things. You know, this is not going. We're not going to do question of the week, and we're not going to do, um, you know, movie reviews and things like that. This is not a place for not a book club you know, and, and, uh, and stuff like that you got monkey business
1: for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and this, that's, I think that's what this journey has really kind of provided us these platforms to talk about stuff and get things out. This is therapy for us really, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Dan and are going to talk, we're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk about work and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what we do for fun and hobbies and things like that. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, I'll talk about my divorce I, and we'll talk about Dan's issues with relationships that he's had in the past. You know, we're we're gonna be. It, this is gonna be our autobiography, I think. If you think yeah. about it.
1: It, it, it's gonna be interesting. It's, so it's gonna it's be, gonna be our,
0: Yeah, this is gonna be our memoir. This know? is life. Yeah, and how
1: we're gonna save the world through all this?
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> wild stallions rule, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, um.
0: So eventually, you're gonna hear uh, opening titles. We may even have sponsors. One, you know, somewhere along the line, mm. we may have. Uh, interview, we may interview people who wouldn't normally be geek-related or Comic-Con-related. Probably,
1: probably more like related to us, you know, yeah. bringing like Brian in there, or bringing Jason in there, you know, bringing yeah. like our, people we grew up with. And
0: yeah. Talk about part of we'll our talk people yeah. who are, are important to us. Yes. And um, and we're going to take you along on the ride. And there are times we're going to try new and interesting things. There are times we may do this live through mm-hmm. our stream yards. Uh, and we may do this in a parking lot, we may do this video blog. You know, it's. We will not do
1: it dead though. We'll do it live. We won't do it dead. We
0: will never do it dead. No, I'm. <laughs> be I mean, that's quite a long time away from
1: it. <laughs> It'll be, be a very quiet podcast.
0: <laughs> It'll be a very quiet podcast. Yes. It's it's all you hear is crickets and people talking about, oh, we got to clean this headstone over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've already buried one, Carmen. I'm not doing another one. Thank you very much.
1: Not off another 50 years or so, so.
0: That's it. Not a chance. So. All right, my brother. Well, it was fun talking with you as always. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a good start. I think this is a good, good beginning of this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Little, I think we're going to have some production. Fun.
0: Yeah. When when we show up on um, SM Radio or, <laughs> or XM, XM Radio, XM <laughs> Radio, XM Radio. When we show up on XM Radio with our own channel, then they, now you know. Then you know we're going somewhere.
1: Goals. Okay. Yeah, I know.
0: Seriously. <laughs> All right, Bubba Hotep. You have a, a great night. And uh, for all of our friends out there, I'm going to use my usual tagline: Have a great week, have a safe week, and uh, we will talk to you again next week, starting probably on Monday.
1: In a couple <laughs> weeks, yeah, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, couple of weeks. other week, we'll do this every other week or so. Well, James had a
0: great idea too, so I think I think because yeah. we'll have Friday night lineup for for podcasts. So we'll, every yeah. other week will be us, and every other week will be uh, that a project he's working on.
1: Yeah, so uh, a lot of fun stuff for you guys.
0: New on the Mighty Monkey Podcast Network.
1: And, and, and go and buy us a coffee some on, on our site there.
0: Yep. <laughs> buy a t-shirt. Buy a coffee. Um,
1: and yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it.
0: All right. Good. So good. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. I really do.
1: I, I love you, too.
0: <laughs> All right. I'll catch you soon.
1: Bye. <laughs>